how do you handle death? Broadly speaking, people either deny it or they befriend it. Denial is the majority option. Life is for the living, we say, and we put death out of our minds as best we can. But it will come out in other ways. It will affect us, this reality of our own mortality. Hebrews 2 says that we are enslaved by our fear of death. All our fears are ultimately a fear of this final enemy. We, we may try to deny death, but it doesn't work. In the end, we all dance to its drumbeat. So we all try denial, but denial doesn't really work. The other popular response to death is to befriend it. And here I have in mind, you know, singing, it's the circle of life, it's a wheel of fortune. Um, as we sing along to the Lion King, we tell ourselves that death is somehow a good thing. It's somehow a good thing that our loved one is, is in the ground. Somehow, it, you know, it makes the flowers grow better or something. Somehow we pretend that death is not the dreaded enemy that Scripture declares it to be, and which we feel it to be very deeply. Jesus does not respond to death in either of those two ways. He doesn't deny it, and, 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 and he doesn't compromise with it or befriend it. He enters in, and he defeats it. He cares, and he conquers. He stands with us in our sorrow, and he defeats our sorrow. And we need both those things. We need his caring and his conquering. We don't just want a, a shoulder to cry on in death, although that's so precious. We don't just want a king, on the other hand, who just breezes in and just like makes death vanish with the click of his fingers and a laugh. No, no, no. We need a comforting conqueror. But that's just who Jesus is. Jesus comes in, he cares, and he conquers. And in John chapter 11, Jesus comes to the funeral of his dear friend Lazarus, and we'll see that he both cares and conquers. First of all, in verse 33, he enters into the grief. When Jesus saw Mary weeping and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? He asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him. But some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Here is a family in mourning, the friends are mourning, and the Lord of the universe comes in mourning. Jesus wept. God the Son cries. He cries many times in his life, according to Hebrews chapter 5 verse 7. He enters into our world and he feels for it. I mean, there's so much for him to cry over, right? And, and, and he shows himself to be far more profoundly emotional than we are. In the face of grief, we shut down and close off. Jesus enters in and opens up. He loves and he longs. He rejoices and he mourns. And when he sees immense grief, then what else does he do but weep? Of course he weeps. John 11 verse 5 tells us that Jesus loves Lazarus and his sister Martha and Mary. And those present couldn't help but notice it. Verse, uh, verse 36, they exclaim, see how he loved him. Think about this. Here is the one who now sits on the throne of heaven, Jesus Christ. See how he loves. This same Jesus who cared for Martha and Mary, he knows how to cry along with each of us. But wonderfully, Jesus isn't just sad about death. He is the one person who can actually do something about it. Jesus doesn't just care, he conquers. 
In verse 43, Jesus stands at the tomb and calls out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. Verse 44, the dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. A decomposing corpse obeys Jesus' voice. He's raised to life and he walks out of the tomb. Put yourself in the shoes of those who are present at this funeral. They had come to pay their respects to a friend and to his family. They had come to do the only thing that we know how to do in the face of death. They'd come to mourn. But instead, they get front row seats to the most spectacular victory over the most spectacular and tyrannical enemy. In front of their eyes, Jesus commands a corpse to live again. In the history of, huma uh, of humanity, a handful of people have been brought back from, uh, from death to life after a, a matter of minutes, and usually with the help of some very advanced technology. Uh, some people have survived longer frozen in the ice, but Lazarus has been rotting in the Mediterranean heat for four days, and the voice of Jesus calls him to life. Lazarus steps out into the sunshine with resurrection power surging through his body. And as you put yourself in the shoes of the crowd, can you see Lazarus? Can you see Jesus in this scene? What are you thinking about Jesus now, this loving, tear-stained man? He commands the dead to be raised and they obey. Who is he? Well, this miraculous sign points to his identity. He has just said to Martha in verse 25, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Who is Jesus? Jesus is the key that unlocks the grave. He is the death of death. All who trust in Jesus, even if they go to their graves, they will be raised again to everlasting life. Jesus proclaims himself here to be the answer to the problem of the world. Such a claim would be ridiculous if it weren't backed up by the miracle. Yet he makes the claim and then he raises the dead. And in a matter of weeks, he walks out of his own tomb and the world has never been the same. How do you cope with death? Do you deny it? Do you befriend it? There is another way. Face death as the enemy that it is, knowing that Jesus wept and he weeps with you, and knowing that Jesus conquered and he conquers for you.